fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final Wolfpack, what is going on? It's your boy, the Wolf of Roto Street. RotoStreetJournal.com, we breed and feed you fantasy wolves. Here with a surprise Wednesday show. Don't typically go live, but we know that the trade deadline is fast approaching. So I've been deep diving into strength of schedule, looking at who has the best and worst remaining matchups, including those ever crucial week 15 to 17, your fantasy playoffs. Who can you rely on to get you that title? If you're in, in win now mode, we got some targets for you. And if you're in that luxury seat of, I can look ahead to those busy, crucial week 15 and 17 matchups that I am here to give you some of those targets. So let's dive on in. Of course, if you have any trade questions while this is going or after the fact, Pop them into the mailbag and or hit the after comments, and I will be happy to keep checking those throughout the weekend as that trade deadline approaches. But hopefully the strength of schedule analysis can help you target the right players. Come on in, and if you enjoy at any point what you hear, the thumbs up button does really help get us out to more people. It would be so greatly appreciated. All righty, Wolfpack. Let's go into five quarterbacks with the top rest of skis and schedules that you should buy if you need to win now. It's going to be tricky to buy this first guy that I recommend, but Dallas Cowboys, they have the fourth easiest schedule rest of season. In fact, the first according to Fantasy Football Toolbox. We should have actually, before we dive into that, let's just really quickly summarize strength of schedule, how we get it. Why do I know what I'm talking about right now? Well, there's a great tool called FF Toolbox Strength of Schedule Grid. I'd recommend all of you search it based on fantasy points allowed. They ultimately calculate your remaining games, week 15 to 17. You can kind of filter it to be whatever you want. And it's based on fantasy points allowed by that defense to that position, which is great. But there's also plenty of other tools that now account for schedule adjusted fantasy points, which essentially takes in the quality of the opponent someone has faced. And that now it's not just that they've gotten bombed by Travis Kelsey twice this year and they're the worst team ever against tight ends. You actually can account for the fact that this defense allows plus five average points more to your quarterbacks, minus four points to your running backs. You can really just cater to that schedule. So we, we've got a little bit of mix of both here. That's how I've determined these top matchups. So we'll start over with the quarterback position here. My number one team to target is Dallas and Dak Prescott. They've got the easiest schedule right now, and they have a juicy playoff schedule, which we're going to get to in a little bit. But with matchup with Carolina this week, middle of the road, 19th, but then you got Washington, third best. Seattle, 17th shootout potential there. Philadelphia, fifth most points allowed to QBs. You get Buffalo week 15 in the fantasy playoffs on the best matchup, but definitely shootout style feel. Miami and Detroit, both top half matchups for Dak as well. He's absolutely cooking right now. 360 yards per game across his last three. 12 touchdowns in those last three as well. That's not going to make Dak cheap to acquire, but I actually bumped Dak ahead of Patrick Mahomes in my rest of season big board. You can find that at rotostreetjournal.com. Given that Mahomes has one of the worst schedules among quarterbacks and Dak has the best and is absolutely cooking right now. So maybe you could move a Tua, one of the worst schedules. Maybe you could do that for Dak, Uh, whatever it might take. 
I really think Dak's going to be worth this. It's been the quarterback three or higher in four straight matchups. They have now the three highest games with pass rate over expectation that they've had since 2022. So definitely give Dak a look if you are desperate for a quarterback that could really turn your season around and carry you into the fantasy goal line. He looks like that kind of hero stretch run guy. Brock Purdy, my number two schedule for winning now at quarterbacks. They get Tampa Bay, second most points allowed this week. Seattle, another potential shootout. Philadelphia, fifth most points. Seattle again, another shootout. And then you got Arizona in week 15 to kick off your fantasy playoffs. Baltimore in week 16 looks brutal. The worst matchup for quarterbacks in that semifinal week for Brock Purdy. So I recommend if you can somehow find a guy to pair up with him, maybe even Will Levis, something that you could potentially stream in week 16. I definitely recommend that. But then you get Washington, third most points. Two of his three playoff matchups are against bottom seven matchups. Great stuff for Brock Purdy here. 11th in passing yards, ninth in QB fantasy points. The guy is fantasy goodness. We keep moving through. And you got like New Orleans has the third easiest, but I don't care about Derek Carr. Deshaun Watson, no longer. Cleveland did have the fourth easiest rest of season schedule. That's not going to help anyone else out. So I actually gravitate now to Josh Dobbs as my next quarterback to target, especially if you are an ultimate need to win right, right now. He gets Denver. Eighth most points allowed to QBs. And then Chicago, the most points allowed to quarterbacks across his next two games. Then you have to deal with the bye week. And the rest of the season schedule after that isn't the best. But this guy has now 25 points in back-to-back games since joining the Vikings. His third straight game with 25 points overall. The quarterback six right now. You take out week one, that dud where he was just thrust into action. Dobbs is absolutely feasting. because He's got 40 or more rush yards in seven of 10 games. It's going to continue. And then you add Justin Jefferson in here. Dobbs has all the makings of a league winner, especially if you need to win right now. He is a guy to go out and get the only other guy I want to shout out is Jared Goff, a fringe top 10 rest of the season schedule. Chicago this week, most points allowed. And he does get Green Bay, New Orleans, two tougher matchups, but then Chicago and Denver at 14 and 15 with shootouts between Minnesota, uh, Minnesota and, and Dallas coming up there to close out his playoffs. So a really nice schedule there for Jared Goff as well. So those are some guys to buy. If you need to win right now, uh, those are the ones to look at. In terms of who has some of the worst schedules, in the NFL, you got Trevor Lawrence and the Chags coming in with the 29th worst schedule here. Tennessee, Houston, Cincinnati, none of them are top half matchups besides Houston. And then in the fantasy playoffs, Cleveland, the second worst. Baltimore, the worst. You get Tampa Bay in week 16. So somehow, if you're still alive with Trevor Lawrence, you do get a juicy week 16 matchup. Hey, maybe you compare him and Brock Purdy and have those guys uh, really anchor your playoff strategy. Then Carolina. 20th in terms of quarterback points allowed. Not a great spot for Trevor Lawrence, who has only one game above 18 fantasy points all year. His highest quarterback ranking is QB8. I can think you can flat out drop Trevor Lawrence at this point. Now, this is – when we talk about selling, like I get that strength of schedule. It's not the end-all, be-all. And the fact that Justin Herbert and the Chargers have the second or third worst schedule among all QBs – that gives you a little bit of a pause. Green Bay, one of the bottom five matchups. Baltimore, the bottom matchup. New England, middle of the road. Denver, solid, and they get them twice. But then weeks 15 and 16 of your fantasy playoffs. The Raiders are a bottom eight matchup. Buffalo's a bottom three matchup. Not great, but you got to realize this team is throwing the ball at an insane clip. Herbert is the quarterback four right now in fantasy. So 
only sell if you can get a huge haul. Maybe you can move Herbert and get Dak plus a wide receiver or a position of need, for example. We're not again. And now next one's going to be Joe Burrow. He has a crap size or two, but we're not saying that you have to sell them because they have a tough matchup in week 16, week 17. You should be selling them high if you possibly can to maybe get one of these better matchups uh, lined up. So Chargers 30th, Joe Burrow 31st here gets Buffalo this week or Baltimore rather on Thursday night football coming up tomorrow. Great Thursday night game. Finally, Pittsburgh 22nd. So Baltimore again, dead last gets Jacksonville. That's the only green matchup though. Uh, Joe Burrow has the rest of the season. He gets Indy. That's actually not too scary. Minnesota's fine. But then in the week 16 and 17 semifinals and finals gets Pittsburgh again, bottom six matchup for quarterbacks. And then Kansas city's actually been a top five team against the pass this year. Got a shootout feel to those though. And Burrow's finally getting healthy. Chase is looking good. It's, it's, again, sell high. We're not saying just sell to sell them. But if you can sell high and get a huge haul for Burrow right now, you can get a huge haul for Justin Herbert. Those schedules are concerning. One guy I would be pretty intrigued to move, though, is Tua Tagovailoa and any Dolphins. Maybe not Tyreek Hill. We know how much of a game changer he is. But he has actually the worst rest of season schedule and worst fantasy playoff schedule. The Raiders, the Jets, both bottom eight matchups. Gets Washington in week 13, does to a great matchup. That's the only good matchup he gets. Tennessee, Jets again, Dallas, and then Baltimore, the worst matchup in week 17. So Tua in a really tough spot. He just always feels like a ticking time bomb, too, with injuries. So just something to consider for fantasy playoffs there. Now, talking about the fantasy playoffs here. The easiest schedules are the Saints, Titans, and Giants. That really does not give you much. I mean, maybe Will Levis, you pluck him off the waiver wire and see if he can evolve his role. He had that four-touchdown smashing debut, but since then has not even cracked 10 fantasy points or thrown a single touchdown. So I don't have a ton of hope for him, but it does have, again, the second easiest schedule among quarterbacks. But I did want to shout out the Cowboys again, the fourth easiest schedule. And one other team, one other quarterback that I really think is worth going after is Kyler Murray, who has, according to The Athletic, Jake Seeley did a great adjusted. Again, we talked about schedule adjusted points. They have the easiest playoff schedule among quarterbacks given that week 16. So week 15, they get a date with the San Fran 49ers. Not the best of matchups, but honestly, when you can beat them is through the pass. But then they get Chicago and then Philadelphia, two teams that are giving up top five in terms of points, uh, uh, schedule adjusted points to quarterbacks, giving Kyler Murray the single best playoff schedule. And he looked as healthy as ever. It's nimble, escaping the pocket, uh, evading tacklers. He looked so damn good. So Kyler Murray, he also has a top 10 rest of season schedule there right around the fringe at QB nine. So top nine quarterback rest of season, top quarterback schedule in the fantasy playoffs between him, between Dak. I think those are the guys you go after. If you somehow think you can make a move for an elite QB, well, Philadelphia gets the 10th easiest schedule among single signal callers here. So Jalen Hurts, if I'm going to try to make a push for a Mahomes, a, a Josh Allen, whoever, it's Jalen Hurts who gets my vote if you're going to sell the farm to get an elite quarterback. So that is our strength of schedule breakdown for QBs, five quarterbacks to buy, some quarterbacks to consider selling there. Uh, it's tough again. Herbert and Burrow and Tua, you know, these are some top six quarterbacks this year. Not again fully advocating that you, you got to sell these guys, but sell high is what we're getting at here. As these questions are coming in or as these points are getting made, Wolfpack, please do let me know 
if it spawns any questions for you, who could I target? Who should I move? Can I give you this player for this? Let us know in the mailbag. We got about eight comments already. Good to see. Keep them coming in. We'd love to see more and more questions. And of course, again, thumbs up will really help us get out to more people, like shares, tweets, retweets, all that stuff. It's so helpful in continuing to grow the Wolf Pack here as we now move into strength of schedule for the other positions. I will just pump one more thing, though. On our website, rotostreetjournal.com, we're going to be writing in-depth breakdowns of all these. This is just kind of a big overview, kind of painting the big picture of everything. But if you want real big breakdowns and dives into all these players, go to rotostreetjournal.com. We're writing these series up, these fantasy playoffs, all the breakdowns that you need to dominate trade value charts. Everything is there for you. All right, Wolfpack, we're going now to the uh, running backs with the best and worst schedules moving forward. And the easiest running back schedule, Austin Eckler, the Chargers, and especially get soft in the playoffs. But starting this week against Green Bay, a top 10 matchup for backs. Baltimore in week 12, not the best for Austin Eckler. But after that, not a single bottom half matchup. New England's top half. Then you get Denver twice on this schedule. Denver, most points allowed to backs. The Raiders, fourth most points allowed to backs to kick off your playoffs. Buffalo, really susceptible against the run. And then you get Denver again, first most points again allowed to backs. Eckler is in a position to smash. Now, I understand he's not going to be cheap. It's Austin Eckler. But we're talking about maybe you can move a Tyree Kill, the worst playoff schedule, the worst rest of season schedule among wide receivers to go get this guy who's been Austin Eckler. Sure, solid 20-ish points since he returned these past couple weeks, but he hasn't really been Austin Eckler, those 30-point, three-touchdown monsters. They're coming, and they're going to come when it matters most. So Eckler, a must-buy. The Patriots have the second easiest schedule, and they have a Week 11 buy, so maybe if you don't need that win now, I still am skeptical. I think this offense is so horrendous, and we know that Zeke and Ramondre are kind of nibbling at each other's cheese, but they don't have a single red matchup the rest of the year. Every single matchup is in the top half of the league. The toughest one being the Chiefs in Week 15. But they get Denver the first. New York Giants fresh out of the bye. Fifth most easy to smash. Pittsburgh, seventh most points allowed to backs as well. And then Buffalo, as we talked about, a top 10 matchup for backs in the fantasy playoffs. So there is some upside here to maybe buy Ramondre. I don't buy it, though. And I personally might use this schedule to try to sell Ramondre. Hey, look at how juicy his schedule is. And if you need to win... Go get Ramondre. I don't really buy, despite the fact that Ramondre's coming off his best two games of the year. I'm not buying this full turnaround. And then this could be a nice chip to use to sell. Third easiest matchups, third, third best schedule for running backs, Derek Henry. We know King December Henry is just looming and waiting to smash opponents into the ground. And boy, will he have the schedule, especially in your playoffs, to do so. Jacksonville this week. Tough. So if your trade deadline extends, I know a lot of them are this Saturday, Yahoo especially. Go check your trade deadline, first of all. That's kind of why we're doing this show right now. Go double-check that. But if you can maybe wait it out, you'll probably get stifled against Jacksonville. Really good run, D, the definition of a pass funnel. After that, Carolina, second most points. Indy, fifth most points. Miami, 18th most. Then you get Houston twice in your fantasy playoffs. Ninth most points allowed to backs. Sandwich between a game with Seattle, who's been getting bludgeoned these past three weeks in the top five in points allowed two backs. I know it too. Henry has been stinking. That is also why you could probably get him for real cheap. Some of the deals I'm seeing Henry get moved for are ridiculous. It's worth the chance that maybe, just maybe, Henry's got one final crazy set stretch run. He's got the schedule to do it. We've seen it time and time again. That's a bet I'm willing to make, especially if I can buy it as cheap as I'm seeing him go for, like wide receiver twos. And, and, 
I get it. And, I, and maybe he doesn't come to fruition. Maybe he just stinks now. Maybe he will just keep getting game flowed out of games. There is that risk with Henry. That's why he's going for you know Debo Samuel, such type of trades as that. I will buy into the best, third best schedule, a guy that we've seen downstretch runs consistently bludgeon opponents. I like Derrick Henry there. Continuing on, the Texans actually have the fourth best schedule, and they are one of the best win nows. Devin Singletary, don't think he's going to cost you a ton to get. You could certainly, I bet a lot of his owners are skeptical. 30 carries last week, is he really going to do that? Is Damian Pierce going to come back? Some narratives to plant because he gets Arizona, third most points. Jacksonville, not easy. We talked about that. But then Denver and New York, both of them top 10, in particular Denver, again, the most points allowed. Does get a little bit stiffer in the fantasy playoffs there in weeks 15, 16, and 17. Tennessee, bottom 20 matchup. And then Cleveland, bottom three matchup. So the playoffs aren't going to be great for Devin Singletary. But if you need that push right now, we know he's going to get the workload. I don't even worry at all about Damian Pierce coming back. If you can buy Devin Singletary on the cheap, he gets a schedule. The next best schedule, and this one's actually beautiful the rest of the way. I'm surprised this isn't ranked even higher by FF Toolbox. That's the Browns. It is absolutely golden. In five of their next seven matchups, they face a top 10. Uh, it's top 10 for them. They get a generous defense in five of their seven matchups, but a single red zone matchup here where you have to really worry about it. You got New England coming up, seventh most points. Or no, rather Pittsburgh, rather, seventh most points. Then you get Denver. We keep saying Denver, Denver, Denver. The most points allowed to running backs in week 12. So if you need to win right now, Jerome Ford, who's had 60% of the snaps, 60% of the rushes in back-to-back weeks, really taking over that full workhorse role. I get it. Kareem Hunt, he's going to continue to be a bit annoying here, but he's going to continue to vulture. you got to live with it. He's still Jerome Ford, scored 12 and 13 points, but a top 20 running back in back-to-back weeks. And nobody seems to love him. Plus, you got Deshaun Watson now out. So there's a lot of narratives, a lot of holes you can poke to try to sneak him away for cheaper. Fantasy playoffs, Chicago, Houston, and New York Jets, all top 10 matchups, four running backs, all green, lighted up type matchups. Now, rounding out some running backs, though, the Vikings have the sixth best schedule. The Bucks have the seventh. Rashad White, top 12 running back for three straight weeks. Maybe you sneak in on him. The Raiders also have the eighth, and we know Antonio Pierce is trying to craft this offense around Josh Jacobs. We'll talk about their playoffs and how it's a little soft, too, momentarily. The Chiefs and Isaiah Pacheco, after they get Philly, the worst matchup for running backs this week, it's all green from there. So Pacheco could be intriguing. And then the Steelers, guys, also very intriguing uh, as well. Jalen Warren, the new potential starter there. Now, in terms of running backs with the worst rest of season schedule, you can consider selling. The worst, single worst one right now is Chuba Hubbard and the Panthers. Now, I don't know what you're going to get for Chuba Hubbard. This is kind of your, yeah, you can go ahead and cut him. Now, maybe you can package Chuba and a wide receiver and steal Antonio Brown off a bad game against the uh, the, the last week against Cleveland. Could be a nice spot to go and target him. Saquon and the Giants, though, might be even more appetizing as a trade bait. If you have Saquon, they have the second hardest schedule. With Tommy DeVito, we know it's going to be a train wreck, but maybe you can squeeze some value out of the name alone of Saquon Barkley. Three bottom six matchups. Dallas uh, already out of the way, but then you got Washington, New England, middle of the road, bye week. That doesn't help anybody. Green Bay is a juicy one in week 14, but then the fantasy playoffs come. New Orleans, 28th. Philly, 32nd, as you just talked about. And the Rams, 22nd. Not a great matchup either. Not a single juicy matchup here for Saquon. The best is going to come this week against Washington. If your trade deadline extends a week, and maybe you can move him if he has a good one. That wouldn't be so bad. Now, a guy that's also intriguing asset right now, Alvin Kamara, top three running back since he returned, certainly in PPR leagues as well. So we're not saying sell him. I want to keep emphasizing sell high. 
Alvin Kamara, don't sell him unless you can get an absolute haul. Maybe this is your way to go get C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, one of those stud wide receivers that actually have a nice juicy track on the rest of season schedule. We'll dive into those guys in a little bit. But Kamara gets his bye this week, and then Atlanta actually been 27th in points allowed. Not great. Detroit, 30th in points allowed to running backs. Really sick matchup. Then 14th, he does get week 14. Carolina, the best you could possibly ask for. And even in week 15, to kick off your playoffs, the Giants, that looks good too. But then it gets ugly again. The Rams, 22nd. Tampa Bay, 31st. Not the best schedule here for Alvin Kamara. I get how much of a hog he's been and what a beast usage-wise. Expected fantasy points through the roof and real-life fantasy points, not that. But don't be too. He also got out-carried by Taysom Hill. Just a week ago, this offense continues to find ways to feed everyone else other than him at the goal line, it seems. So I would see what I could get for Alvin Kamara right now, despite him being so good. The Bears do have the third hardest schedule among running backs. You know, four of their next, or actually five of the remaining six games are red. That's bad. And then you got the fact that Justin Fields is coming back, adding a quote unquote, another running back to the mix. Khalil Herbert's due back because it's going to become a, a four-headed nightmare between Herbert, Foreman, you know, maybe Roshan stays involved. Certainly Justin Fields, you're going to vulture people. So I don't think you're going to be able to trade them for anything. This is more so, yeah, you can probably cut Dante Foreman at this point. Khalil Herbert, probably not worth rostering. It's going to be an ugly nightmare with an even uglier schedule down the stretch. And then this one, though, you might be able to capitalize. Just ripped off a 64-yard touchdown. Ken Walker running back six in fantasy right now. Oh, man, you, you got to go get on this action, right? Huh. The Rams 22nd, and that's actually the best matchup he faces for five weeks after that. San Fran 24th, Dallas 23rd, San Fran again 24th, Philly 32nd in your fantasy kickoff right there for the playoffs. Tennessee 20th, and then, yeah, he does get a nice juicy matchup against Pittsburgh in Week 17. But after that gauntlet with all these injury concerns kind of piling up, I think Ken Walker is the ultimate running back sell right now with an ugly slate of matchups now looking ahead to your fantasy playoffs guys the easiest matchup for your fantasy running backs the las vegas raiders <laughs> josh jacobs baby we talked about again how they're making him the centerpiece of this offense under antonio pierce he gets the best running back schedule in terms of uh adjusted fantasy points and regular fantasy points there uh, getting the Chargers, solid matchup. The Chiefs, not great, but then Indy, fifth most points out of the backs. The only team that actually has a better schedule than him, Austin Eckler himself, the team they're facing there. The most points allowed, uh, both regular season and schedule just against the Raiders, 21.6 schedule adjusted points. Buffalo, 17.9, as we talked about, a weaker run D compared to their past. And then Denver, as we continue to allude to, the number one matchup you can ask for in your fantasy championships for Austin Eckler. This is why I would give up. Again, a Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, whatever you really have to do. Jamar Chase, go get Austin Eckler however you can. All the rest of the way, it's juicy, but then the fantasy playoffs get even juicier. And right under those guys, a running back we haven't talked about yet, DeAndre Swift has the third easiest. Now, week 15, not great for DeAndre Swift. Seattle, it's an okay matchup, but then you get the Giants in Arizona. Two bottom five matchups against the run there. So great spot for DeAndre Swift, especially if you're in that, I probably have a week 15 buy. I just need 16 and 17. He's going to be a top six running back for back-to-back -back weeks when you need him most. So I really like DeAndre Swift. The Pats have the fifth best adjusted points in your fantasy playoffs. Again, I still don't know that I love buying this, but then Jerome Ford comes in with the sixth best schedule. The only other guy, and actually I haven't mentioned him, and in terms of schedule adjusted points for your fantasy playoffs, 
Second best, Bijan Robinson coming off his career high 22 carries. Finally, get into the end zone again. Uh, you're getting used by Arthur Smith as the feature back that he showed. So a really good spot for Bijan Robinson in your fantasy playoffs. He gets Carolina, second most points allowed. Indianapolis, fifth most points allowed. Chicago, seventh most points allowed. So actually it goes Austin Eckler, then it goes Bijan Robinson, and then uh, Josh Jacobs as the three top buys. And I get it that you, you know it might have been a week too late on Bijan, given that he just had his best game as it, uh, uh, since the week four of the season. You could have probably got him a significantly amount cheaper just two weeks ago when everything was all, what the hell's up with Bijan Robinson? Arthur Smith's the biggest villain in the world. And he still is. He still sucks. And th- there is a risk that you could trade for Bijan, and then you see him just play second fiddle Tyler Algiers with this juicy schedule. That- that's certainly a possibility. But right now, this is as good as it gets for your fantasy playoffs, uh, Bijan. And he has a top just overall rest of season schedule. It does end up falling right outside the top 12, uh, right there at number 12. But the fantasy playoffs is what really makes that juicy. So the next couple of weeks, if you're win-now mode, eh, not the best for Bijan, but fantasy playoffs, it could be a doozy. All righty, Wolfpack, we are now transitioning on over to wide receivers. I hope you're enjoying the content. If you are, please do hit that thumbs-up button. Some of the most important research we do. I know if I was better at video editing, there'd be visuals popping up and make this more engaging. just don't have to dive. I'm a full-time teacher, and I try to do all this research and get live. I just want to interact with you guys, so get those questions on in. We'll continue to dive into the schedule stuff to help inform your questions, and then we will get there. But all the visuals, all the breakdowns, it will be at rotostreetjournal.com. You can find much more detail and depth on all these players again just trying to paint the overview for you here as to who has the best schedules who you could target who you might want to think about trading them for let's look at the wide receivers with the best strength of schedule for the rest of season who could help you win now no surprise Dak was at the top for QBs so seeding lamb right at the top for your wide receivers Carolina actually a bottom four matchup this week not the best of spots I'm sure he's still going to get it done Listen to this afterwards, though. Washington, third most. Seattle, 10th most. Philly, the most. And then we talked about those shootouts. Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit in those fantasy playoffs. All middle-of-the-road defenses against wide receivers. All shootout narratives. CeeDee Lamb is averaging 150 yards over that. Uh, 19, 18 targets. It's crazy. He's playing like a, a workhorse running back role, but just an extension of the run game, essentially, with how often he's getting peppered. They finally decided to craft this offense around him. He's been Far and away, the number one wide receiver in fantasy the last four weeks. I would actually straight up trade Tyree Kill to go get C.D. Lamb. That's how much I love C.D. Lamb's schedule and actually hate Tyreek's, which we're going to dive into shortly. So definitely consider buying into Tyree Kill. Number two on the list is the Giants. That's not going to help you out at all. <laughs> we don't, Tommy DeVito, come on. So that, let's waste no time there. Number three is the 49ers, though. And oh, is this matchup juicy. Tampa Bay, second most points. Seattle, 10th most. Philly, first most. Seattle, 10th most. Again, Arizona, 13th. Not until week 16 do they get Baltimore, which is a brutal matchup. But all of those first five are top 12 matchups, with four of them being top seven. A beautiful spot. The 49ers honestly might even be easier than the Cowboys moving forward. So Ayuk, Debo coming back and getting fully healthy. I bet you can get Debo on the real cheap right now. He scored that touchdown last week. I bet you he's only going to continue to get rolling here. Definitely, guys. And in your Week 17 championship, Washington, <laughs> third most points allowed. And honestly, most schedule-adjusted points allowed to the wide receiver position as well. So 49ers are in a great spot. There's no no surprise here. Like, oftentimes, quarterbacks and wide receivers are going to be linked. Purdy. Dak, Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks even on the waiver wire are real cheap right now. And then, of course, your 49ers and Ayuk, 
Debo Samuel must buys right now. Somebody I definitely think you can make a plunge after. Now, granted, I will caution this one. It is rest of season schedule number four, but honestly, it's it's not the best here. You get Atlanta 21st. This is Arizona Cardinals. Atlanta's the 21st. Houston's actually 30th in terms of points allowed, two wide receivers, and the Rams are 23rd. So that doesn't look great, these next three games for Marquise Brown. But then after that, Philly. Or no, rather, Pittsburgh, fifth most points allowed by week. Then you get San Fran, sixth most points allowed. Chicago, 15th most points, and then Philly, first most points. So fantasy playoffs, the easiest schedule for wide receivers, also coincides with the easiest schedule for Kyler Murray and uh, your, your Cardinals there. So Marquise Brown coming off a couple back-to-back duds. We know wide receiver seven and wide receiver f- in fantasy points per game, wide receiver five and targets per game in games last year with Kyler Murray with no DeAndre Hopkins. It's only a matter of time before that rapport continues to build. I would certainly caution if you are in win now mode, he might not be the best guy to push you over the edge. But after week 13, it is the best schedule. And I think you can get him cheap. You know, maybe you can pair Chuba Hubbard and uh, may, I'm trying to think of like a comparable wide receiver three that you could then go and get uh, Marquise Brown, who I do think could genuinely be a wide receiver one when he gets that juicy part of his schedule. Wanted to also shout out Zay Flower and the Ravens who have the fifth best schedule here for wide receivers. Cincinnati this week, middle of the road, but then you get the Chargers fourth most bye week. Rams, not a great matchup, but then Jacksonville, 12th most points. San Fran, 6th most points. Miami, 11th most points. Juicy spots for Zay Flowers, who's continuing to ascend, continue to develop into that top wide receiver target alongside Mark Andrews, who he has a juicy schedule there as well. And then we get to the Seahawks, uh, the 5th they, they have the sixth best overall schedule, but late season. I talked about the Cardinals having a great late season schedule. It actually is even better for the Seahawks. The Rams this week, not the best. San Fran, though, six most points. Dallas, not great, 29th in terms of points allowed. But then San Fran, sixth. Philly, first. Tennessee, eighth. Pittsburgh, fifth. All of those in terms of schedule adjusted points as well for your Seahawks receivers, top five. So DK Metcalf, he's averaging 25% target share right now. He should, in terms of regression, have scored at least five more touchdowns than he has based on where his targets are coming from. Now, does that just mean Gino or him just don't have the rapport? They stink together? Maybe. But I could, based on this schedule, really buy that notion that DK could go nuclear. Tyler Lockett, who no one ever seems to want to hold on to, could probably be had for cheap. JSN remains an elite stash right now. If one of those two goes down, he gets that schedule. It could not be better for them. Rounding out the top 10 is the Packers, Eagles, Colts, and Broncos with the 10 easiest schedules for the rest of season. Eagles, of course, the team to highlight the hair between A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, just continuing to cook like they have been. And the Colts with Michael Pittman, only one red matchup that comes in Week 17 against the Raiders. So got to note that. But after their bye, Tampa Bay and Tennessee. So again, we're highlighting win now. You need something. I think Michael Pittman. If you can sneak out with his bye and then hit those two juicy, juicy matchups, Pittsburgh in week 15, the fifth best, Cincy and Atlanta in the middle of there, just 20th or so, middling of the road there. Those are all solid guys. And I I did want to shout out Cortland Sutton and the Broncos. Sutton actually has the second most touchdowns in the league behind only Tyree Kill right now. He gets from week 14, 15, 16, and 17, Chargers fourth, Detroit 19th, New England seventh, and then the Chargers fourth most points again. So, Sutton, nobody ever wants him. You could probably get him as like a toss in. Oh, maybe I can give you Herbert for Dak and Sutton. <laughs> then you get Dak's juicy schedule and you get the, the playoff schedule for Colton Sutton. I would not be mad about that. Now, in terms of the worst schedules for the rest of the seasons, 
that would be the Dolphins. Similar to Tua, really, really tough matchups here for the wide receivers. The Raiders, 26. The Jets, 32nd. You get Washington and then Tennessee, two green matchups in 13 and 14. So they might squeak you into the playoffs there. But then you get the Jets again, 32nd. Dallas, 29th. Baltimore, 27th. It is hideous here for your uh, Dolphins, especially the wide receivers. Do I think Tyreek is talented enough to overcome this? Absolutely. So I'm not going to go sell Tyreek for nothing. But again, you could sell Tyreek for the best running back schedule in Austin Eckler right now. Maybe you move Tyreek for CeeDee Lamb and another little piece in the order not recognizing that CeeDee Lamb is just the most dominant wide receiver right now with the best playoff schedule. Maybe you do that. That could be a potential move that you make. Certainly Jalen Waddle, though. Definitely worried. He's not really been hitting much all season, and this schedule has me worried. So if you get the name value, some of the kicks take one at running back, you get that name value, you can try to get something quality here for Jalen Waddle. Toss him as a peach to, to get an upgrade up to, to CeeDee Lamb. You know, maybe you pair him and another running back, whatever. You, you know how to target people in your leagues. Just kind of giving suggestions. Waddle definitely would be on my sell list right now, though. Falcons, the fourth hardest schedule or the, the second hardest schedule among wide receivers. But after their bye week, New Orleans, 22nd, the Jets, 32nd, Tampa Bay, second, good matchup. But then Carolina, 28th, Indy, 16th and Chicago, week 16, 17, middle of the road. But you really want to bet on Drake London right now? Nah, the Bucks do have the third hardest schedule among wide receivers after this week where they should blow up San Fran, six most points allowed to receivers. Not a single green matchup left here, including Carolina, Green Bay, two bottom five matchups in there. So maybe you know, Mike Evans, the way he's rolling, it's tough to sell him, but sell high. He might be a guy to consider moving right now uh, at his peak value. Now, Jacksonville in week 16, that could be a blow-up spot for Evans. So he is worth holding on to, but then he does get Marshawn Lattimore and your Saints in week 17, and we know how that often goes, ejection city. So I'd have a hard time trusting Mike Evans in week 17. If you're a playoff-minded owner right now, might make sense to move him and see what you can get. Rounding out the bottom five are the commanders. So these receivers haven't been doing much anyways. It's been much more spread out to the running backs, tight ends, to the highest running back and tight end target shares in the leagues, one of the lower ones for receivers are just really killing Jahan Dotson, killing Terry McLaurin. So if you can get – no one's going to want Dotson, but maybe McLaurin you could get – a little bit of value here as part of a package deal, something of that nature. They don't have a single top 10 matchup until week 17 when they face San Fran. All the rest of their matchups are outside the green zone here with three of their next five coming in the red zone with bad matchups against the Cowboys, Rams, and Jets on the docket. They kick off their fancy playoffs with the Rams and Jets. Not what you want to kick off your postseason hopes. And then the Chargers, also bottom five here. Green Bay, Buffalo, these next or Baltimore, these next two weeks, 24th and 27th in points allowed to wide receivers. They get New England, seventh most points allowed. And then Denver, 17th. The Raiders, 26th. Buffalo, 18th. Denver, 17th. So Keenan Allen, again, sell high, as high as you can. Uh, don't need to sell them, though. It is not like, especially like Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, these are elite talents that rise to the level of their competition that aren't going to just get erased by the matchup. But we've seen Keenan in tougher matchups throughout this year underwhelmed so just something to note there especially coming off his what 40 point day this last weekend maybe you could get an elite value maybe you could even swing keenan allen for austin eckler something of that nature could be juicy now looking ahead to your fantasy playoffs for uh and just in terms of like other matchups the jets don't have a great schedule the lions middle of the road ninth but nothing again overly worrisome it's really those top five that are are brutal but looking ahead to your fantasy playoffs 
The easiest matchup, we talked about it, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, your Seahawks have by far the best playoff schedule, followed by the Giants, who no one cares about in fantasy. Then the Cardinals, Marquise Brown, Michael Wilson, Rondale Moore, all great waiver wire pickups. Marquise Brown, a guy maybe you could buy low in this moment. The Eagles actually have the fourth best playoff schedule for wide receivers uh, right now. They get in their playoffs Seattle, the Giants, and Arizona. None of those secondaries should scare you. It could definitely be if A.J. Brown goes for 125-plus three straight games again, you know, starts that streak on over. So A.J. Brown, if you could somehow sneak him out, man. Oh, that would be beautiful there. And then rounding up the top five playoff schedules are the Ravens uh, and then also the Rams. So maybe Puka Nakua, if there's some some worries about Cooper Cup not looking the same, you can sneak those guys in the sixth best playoff schedule there for your Rams coming against uh, the Washington Commanders in the first week. Obviously a smash spot. Gets a little ugly against New Orleans the next week, but then the Giants – on the docket for the next one. So you could buy maybe buy low on your Rams right now. It does seem like Stafford's due back this week, and that's great news for them to hopefully get that season back on track. And then, of course, the Cowboys have the seventh best with CeeDee Lamb. It's juicy for the first next four weeks, so win-now mode CeeDee Lamb's better, but still top seven for your fantasy playoffs as well. In terms of the hardest, we talked about the Dolphins. Commanders have the hard, second hardest. Bears have the third hardest, so DJ Moore. I don't know what you're going to get for him right now, I, I, I try to do what I could. Demario Douglas and the Patriots get your fourth hardest. Browns get the fifth hardest, and the Bucks get the uh, sixth hardest matchup in your fantasy playoffs. So another reason why it could be tough sledding for Mike Evans, especially again when you got Marshawn Lattimore in your championship week. All righty, Wolfpack. We are now going to wrap up this strength of schedule breakdown. We got about twenty trade questions sitting there in the mailbag. So happy to see it. So happy to answer them. But one more call for that thumbs up button to keep getting out to as many people as we can. It really, really does greatly help us. Tight ends with the top rest of season schedule for you. Top of the list is the Cleveland Browns and David Njoku, who's come on in his last three games, been a top six tight end in those last three. Really looking solid. Oh, but now he loses to Sean Watson. We'll see, though. He played well with P.J. Walker. He was the starter. It does sound like they're going to try out DTR, though. If that becomes the, the rest of the season outlook, then this is going to be brutal for David Njoku. But should he get this role? I mean, this schedule is what you dream of. Pittsburgh this week, not good, 29th. But after that, Denver, second most points. Rams, third most points. Jacksonville, right in the middle of the pack. Chicago, after that, seventh most points. Houston, fifth most points. The Jets, 11th most points. Great against wide receivers. Really bad against tight ends. Oh, I mean, after this one week against Pittsburgh this week, everything is wheels up for David Njoku. So hopefully they can get some QB stability. Probably hoping for P.J. Walker there over DTR, who is getting the start this week. We'll see how he does. But Njoku could really eat with that schedule. Titans, Chigo Konku. Again, probably on your waiver wire. Not a guy that's owned only 26% rostered right now. Jacksonville, Carolina, these next two weeks, not great. Indy, middle of the road. You know, good defense to feast upon, giving up the, the second most points per game total. So a lot of touchdowns getting scored there. And then when you get to week 14, Miami, ninth most points, Houston, fifth most points, Seattle, 16 most points, and then Houston again, fifth most points. So Chigo Conku, I know he hasn't done a ton, but he's actually showed some glimpses here with Will Levis. Maybe worth a waiver wire stash here to see how he picks up his game with his soft schedule in those final four weeks, especially. But man, you got to highlight this one. My number one tight end to target right now. And it's no surprise. He's not going to come cheap. That's TJ Hawkinson. My God, this schedule. 
Denver this week, second most points. Chicago, seventh most points. Gets his bye. Then you got the Raiders, 20th. Cincinnati, the most points allowed. Detroit, fourth most points allowed. That's week 15 and 16, your fantasy playoffs there. And then Green Bay, 22nd. You could not ask for a better smash spot for TJ Hawkinson, who's gone, what, like 11 and 12 catches in his two games with Josh Dobbs, who loves to religiously pepper the tight end position in love with TJ Hawkinson. He's the type of guy like, no, you shouldn't move Tyree kill for, for TJ Hawkinson. But if you can move Tyree kill for TJ Hawkinson and, you know, I'm trying to think of a, a good, like lower end wide receiver one here, maybe Brandon Ayuk with that third easiest schedule. I, I know it seems like an absurd deal. And they like, Oh no, I'd never get up Tyreek for that, but you could probably even sneak something else in there. Ayuk, you know, TJ Hawkinson and one other RB2 drum forward, right? That's how much people value Tyreek Kill and deservedly so. He's number three on my rest of the season big boy. I get it. But TJ Hawkinson is that type of piece that could get you like a 25-point weekly edge at tight end, particularly with his rest of season schedule. The Raiders are the fourth. I mean, Michael Mayer maybe off the waiver wire is worth a look. But after them, if you're not going to go after Hawkinson, what about Marky Andrews? Especially, again, if you're in win-now mode, Cincy this week, Thursday night football, go get him now. First most points allowed to tight ends. Then he gets the Chargers right after that. Six most points by week for Mark Andrews. Rams third most points right off that. Three top five matchups for Mark Andrews. Fantasy playoffs not quite as friendly. Jacksonville 19th, San Fran 26th, a really tough spot there in week 16, your semifinals. But if you get through there, Miami ninth most points allowed. So Mark Andrews, four of his last six matchups here in the top 10 for tight ends. He should have a smashing success here. And just worth noting too with Hawkinson, again, none of those matchups are in the red zone. They're all four of the six are in the green. None of them sneak into the red. So really, really good spot there for TJ Hawkinson. Rounding out the list of best schedule are the Saints. Then the Lions, Sammy Laporta. Ooh, Chicago seventh. Green Bay, New Orleans, meh. Then Chicago, Denver, Minnesota, all top 10 matchups in weeks 14, 15, 16. Dallas in week 17, they're actually most vulnerable against the tight end compared to how good they are at other positions. So Sam Laporta, who's coming off a little bit of a dud, maybe you can sneak him in for cheap right now. Falcons, Panthers, Bills, round out your top 10. Nice to see Kincaid with a juicy-looking schedule down the stretch. Now, uh, in terms of the hardest rest-of-season schedules, for your tight ends, the Rams, Tyler Higby. Oh, woo, who cares? Nobody really cares that Tyler Higby has the worst playoff schedule. You're not playing him. But Evan Ingram, second hardest schedule, has not scored a touchdown yet. The longest streak right now in terms of most targets without a touchdown there is Evan Ingram. They get Tennessee 28th, Houston 5th, Cincy 1st. So two really nice matchups in weeks 12 and 13. And then after that, it's all red. Cleveland 32nd. I mean, they're just a tight end eraser right there, Cleveland. Baltimore, 31st, also deleting tight ends in week 15. Tampa Bay, middle of the road at 14, and then Carolina, 30th against tight ends. So brutal spot for him. Goddard, if he comes back, the Eagles get the third hardest schedule for tight ends. But right now, who knows what he's going to be, if he's even going to make it back. Not worth holding on to, in my opinion, given this brutal schedule for them. Seahawks have the fourth hardest. No one cares about Noah Fant. And then the Bengals, no one really cares about them as well. So it's really just emphasizing the fact that the Jags have the hardest schedule right now. Uh, but you also do want to note in your fantasy playoffs, in terms of actually relevant players, Dalton Schultz has the hardest single schedule. Gets the Titans, who have been a much more wide receiver funnel here to the position. So uh, that's a bottom matchup for Dalton Schultz. The rest of his season, he only has one green light matchup 
as well. So the worst fantasy playoff schedule, uh, the, the, you know, the, mediocre middle of the road at best matchups, even in the rest of the season. So Dalton Schultz actually makes sense as a sell high, especially when all the receivers are healthy. Who knows how the targets are going to get distributed there. You also have the Bengals, Jags, Evan Ingram again, Tars, and then Cole Komet actually has the fourth hardest schedule among tight ends. He's been really booming. So maybe he's a toss into a trade type of piece. Somebody told me earlier today that they got, I think it was the duck uh, from Roto Street. He, he traded Komet for Dak. So again, like I, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be impossible to buy Dak after this four-game hut stretch. He moved. It was an owner who had a great number one quarterback. So you, you know that's how these type of deals happen. But commit for Dak, like th- these type of deals can happen. So you've got to go try him out. He's certainly a sell at this point with the uh, fourth hardest tight end schedule. But the easiest schedules for your tight ends here: Arizona, Mr. Trey McBride gets San Fran. Brutal matchup to kick off his fantasy playoffs week 15. After that, the two best matchups you could possibly ask for and adjusted points allowed Chicago, the most adjusted points allowed Philly, the second most adjusted points allowed two tight ends. So that gives Trey McBride, who's had 25.1, 21.1 points in two of his last three, getting absolutely peppered, leading the team in targets in two of those three games. He's been a monster and he's behind only Travis Kelsey in yards per route run right now. Uh, just an elite player. Maybe you can sneak in the fact that, yeah, Zach Ertz, he's going to come back. And there's no way he's going to keep doing this. So, yeah, let me have Trey McBride for cheap, bro. And I know that's probably not going to work out, but you got to just pay what you can. If you're looking at especially a bye week right now, and you have week 16 and 17, and you need a tight end, nobody is going to be better than Trey McBride. He's top six rest of season for me in my rest of season big board. I would go after him as hard as possible. Besides him, though, the Cowboys actually have the second easiest rest of season schedule. Or, and rest season looks good, but the fancy playoffs is the second easiest. That's where you really want to pepper Jake Ferguson, who's now become an 80% snap player, running nearly all the routes here. It is no longer a committee that was kind of capping his ceiling. So big, big fan of Jake Ferguson down your stretch runs. And last but not least, you got the Broncos looking good. Yeah, that is least, but the Bills actually have the fifth best schedule among tight ends in your fantasy playoffs as well. So that's a team to definitely target. Uh, so the Bills, I'm pulling it up right now. Dallas, not a great match, but then the Chargers, New England, both top six in terms of points allowed. So Dalton Kincaid on this epic stretch run right now should continue into your fantasy playoffs. So Wolfpack, that's just a big overview of strength and schedule at all the positions, the best, the worst schedules. We're going to dive deeper into all those players and why you should buy, what you could buy them for, what you should sell them for on all our articles at rotostreetjournal.com. So check those out. Check my rest of the season rankings, our trade value charts, all that good stuff. It is out there for you to help you out. But let's now dive into some questions we got here. Jose Amador, what's going on? Wolfie, what's going on, Jose? And as we dive into these questions, Wolfpack, another plea, that thumbs up button, the shares, the retweets, getting every people that you not might be facing, but you want to just help uh, out in fantasy Send us to their way. We want to keep growing and we really rely on the back of you guys. We don't have a marketing budget. You're doing this for my freaking kitchen right now. So it'd be really helpful if you guys could continue to help the Wolfpack grow. Wolfpack for life, as does Brett Jones say. Charlie Menelakis telling us uh, he loves this breakdown. Hell yeah. We love you, Charlie. You're the absolute man. We need the RSJ middays. Hell yeah, <laughs> David Kevin. I wish I could go. Uh, the I've said middies go you know, midweek. I'd love to go midday too. I'd love to be over in the afternoon. Maybe someday we're full time, baby. We'll see. John in San Diego. So worth trading Tyreek if I get a really good price, maybe cup. So yeah, that, that's kind of what I was hitting at is 
getting sell high. But he has the worst schedule for wide receivers, both rest of the season and fantasy playoffs. I don't think he, he can really contain Tyreek. He's still going to have his big moments. He'll probably still have some big touchdowns. So it's really tough to move him. I, I would certainly say it's got to be cup and something else pretty good too. Like not just cup and like a throwing. It's got to be cup and a player. I would say cup and a high end running back two, low end running back one. Maybe I am a little cautious on cup here. He's certainly worth taking a stab at, especially with the playoffs, six best schedule for wide receivers. But he still hasn't really looked like Cooper Cup. Is there some validity to this tightrope ankle surgery sapping him, sapping Tony Pollard? Maybe. So I'd be a little wary of Cup. I would say if you could get like a lamb in something else, that's where I would really go after. Probably a tough sell here to whoever you're trying to trade with. Um, but man, if you could pull off, yeah, maybe Cup and Ayuk, like two really good receivers or something of that nature. I would definitely consider it's it's certainly worth considering. I would be much more likely to move Jalen Waddle with that tough schedule, though. I think Tyree Kill has the talent. He'd break any game at any time, you know. So don't not a must sell despite the schedule. You'd really want to get a huge haul if you're gonna move Tyreek. But dangle him out there. See what people say, Santiago. Derek, 10, 10 team, half point, two flex. Eight and two. Let's go. Trying to trade for Josh Allen. Owner is in a must win. Says, yeah, go after him, man. Uh, absolutely. He gets the chargers in week 16 to kick off your fans. You're probably going to have a buy, right? So you don't need to worry about that tough week 15 matchup. So you get week 16 chargers, then the Pats who are abysmal on defense and they're probably going to the bills being win now mode. I love it. So yeah, it's a two, two flex league. So I'm guessing maybe super flex. If you have this many uh, quarterbacks to a Howell Kyler, I mean, you got some good QBs here too. Lamb, Olave Higgins. So this is kind of like what he's saying. Who, who could I package? I mean, he's desperate again for wide receiver. I would see if you could do, I mean, I would start with Higgins because I just don't know if Higgins is going to come back. I doubt that's going to move the needle. So maybe Olave. Um, I, I don't think any of the others, I don't want to give up Lamb. I'm not going to give up Lamb for Josh Allen, right? But maybe you could move like Olave. I mean, Olave Tua is pretty hefty. So maybe you could get Olave Tua for Allen in a piece. Um, maybe, maybe you could just do Tua in Hollywood, right? I would dangle something like that. Tank Dell couldn't be any hotter right now. And I, I love Tank Dell. Trust me, I don't want to trade Tank Dell, but would I trade Tua and Dell for Josh Allen? That owner's desperate? Yeah. But I would be looking to move, I mean, certainly one of your QBs and probably two is the, the most sellable, but he also has the worst schedule. So like he has the most juice in terms of a trade package that's going to make somebody's ears perk up, but he also has the worst schedule among everybody. So you could probably get the most bang for your buck for Tua. And I would say maybe you could do Tua and Dell, Tua and Hollywood. If it really took Tua and Olave and he tossed him Nelson with um, Josh Allen, I'd do it, but just I would not trade Lamb. Is all I'm getting at, Derek. Um, and single QB league, so you don't need all these play. I mean, quarterbacks. You know? <laughs> so yeah, I think you gotta gotta go after that. Sutton for Singletary, it's a fair deal. It depends what you need more. If you need Singletary more, you need the running back production. Go for it. Sutton has the best, one of the best playoff schedules among wide receivers, though. Second most touchdowns behind only Tyree Kill right now among wide receivers as well. So. I lean Sutton in that deal, but if you really need the win now running back mode, like Singletary's next three games are juicy, but I'd rather have Sutton myself. Should I trade away Dalton Kincaid plus either Warren, Dell, or Ramondre for Kittle? I'd rather have Kincaid straight up. <laughs> so no, I would not give up any of that to go get Kittle. I'd rather have Kincaid. <laughs> He's safer. He's getting way more targets. Yeah, give, give me uh, give me Kincaid. Don't, don't do that. That's... That's I don't think it's much, nearly enough of an upgrade to give up Kincaid plus. I wouldn't even give up Kincaid for Kittle. <laughs> Sergio, rest of the season, Ford or Pacheco? Definitely Pacheco. 
I really like Ford's schedule. It's juicy, but Pacheco's only a few spots below him. Ninth best schedule for Pacheco, fifth best for Ford. Pacheco's got that consistent heartbeat of the, the Chiefs offense type of role. He gets the, the Eagles this week, tough matchup, but after that, it's wheels up for Pacheco. So I, I would roll him rest of the season. Jack Smith, A-Chan, a good play this week. I'm I'm not going to ultimately do too many set starts on this one. I'm, I'm focusing on trades, Jack, but yes, I'm right back in on A-Chan this week. Kamara owner needs a win. I'm sitting first place. Should I try to pull off Tyreek and Walker for Cup and Kamara? I think you're giving up too much there. Uh, I think Tyreek, again, I, I know I said sell Tyreek, but this is good that we're asking questions about it. Like you got to sell really high if you're selling Tyreek, and this is just not high enough for me. I like Kamara. I like, I kind of like Cup. I'm still wary of him. I, I would not be going after Cup. I think if he's that desperate for a win, you do not need to pull off Tyreek. Now, could you do Walker? And then a smaller piece and get Kamara, go for that, right? But don't move Tyreek if you don't have to. And I, I wouldn't go after that. <coughs> Excuse me. No, don't take Tyreek. I agree with you, Jack Smith. All these fireworks in Dallas and Pollard. Yeah, I agree, Charlie. Like, <coughs> it's awful. It's absolutely abysmal. There's, there's really no – and I, I know that's who you've kind of – I banked on a lot of leagues. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Pollard is just awful. I, I don't know. It, you know, top 10 rest of season schedule in, in, for Pollard is nice. I don't know that he's going to uh, – I'd much rather have A-Chan. <laughs> I, would, I would definitely use A-Chan over Pollard the rest of the way. I'd see if he can move Pollard on name value, but probably can't. I don't think he cashes in. He hasn't been in positive – he didn't even the Giants. He had five points against the freaking Giants. <laughs> Not getting it done. Right, probably shouldn't matter. I got Hurts, Howell, Tyreek, and A.J. Brett. I mean, that's, that's pretty nice right there. Whew. So you wouldn't move Tyreek in a small piece. For, I would death for Lamb and Diggs. Yes, I would absolutely move Tyreek in a small piece for Lamb and Diggs. I, I wouldn't even bat an eye. Um, you're talking about getting Lamb and Diggs, right? Not like Lamb or Diggs. We're talking you could get C.D. Lamb and Diggs. Yes. I mean, Tyreek and I, I would move a mediocre, like a middle piece, probably even a low end. Like, I think Lamb and Diggs, you know, Lamb, number one schedule last season, Diggs top 12. Yeah, I, I would 100% do that. Um, Laporta or McBride? I want, oof, Rico, that's brutal. Especially if you know, like let's say you're 8-2, and two, you're going to probably get a buy. I like McBride. Week 16 and 17, the best among tight ends. Now, if, it's, if you're kind of like hunting around the rest of the season, I do think Laporta is a bit better, like just overall better rest of season tight end. I have him one spot above McBride in my rest of season rankings. And he has a pretty good schedule too. Better rest of season schedule than McBride. But McBride's juicy week 16 and 17. So that really depends on your needs. Um, plus you got Ertz potentially nibbling at McBride's cheese at some point. You know Laporta's just doing his thing. So I, I'd say Laporta most cases. But if you're first place, you're probably going to have a bye. You can't, you can't do better than McBride's week 16, 17. Would you give up Jacobs, Laporta, and Metcalf for Jonathan Taylor, Devonta Smith, and Downs? I think I prefer the first side. You have Kincaid already, so you're trying to capitalize on your tight end depth, Felton, and I, and I get that. I like it. I don't know, though. Like Jacobs Taylor feels close to a wash. Maybe Taylor wins that. You're giving up, though. Jacobs and Metcalf have two amazing schedules, especially in your fantasy playoffs. And Downs just kind of feels like a throwaway. Like I, Taylor Jacobs, maybe Taylor wins. Devonta Smith versus Metcalf, probably Devonta wins. But again, the best schedule in the playoffs for Metcalf. Could see him going nuclear. 
I think you're giving up too much there. I, I get what you're trying to do there, but Josh Downs hasn't been healthy. You know, I feel like that's just like a nothing piece. You can try to get something more there. Um, looking good for my playoffs. Let's go. Purdy, Dobbs, Henry, Debo, Lockett, Andrews. Locked in, Denny Jennings. Let's go. Let us go. And again, Wolfpack, please do consider, as we got about 28 here now, that thumbs up button really does greatly help us. I've seen a lot of new names here. You'll love to see it. Please do consider subscribing if you enjoy the content. We've had some amazing new subs that are coming back to every show. We love to see you guys. It's amazing. So please do consider doing that if you enjoy it. No problem. Lines have second. Yeah, they, they, so it depends. There's all these different sources. I kind of averaged out uh, a few different ones. I cross-checked a bunch. I did have the lines at my my sixth best rest of season schedule. But yeah, they're, they're juicy matchups. No doubt about it. How's Pat Frymuth looking? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Robert, we'll find out. Coming off the IR, uh, Kenny Pickett can't throw for over 200 yards. I have a hard time believing that he can sustain Deontay Pickens and Fryermuth. It's probably going to be one a week that he actually sustains. Um, other than that, I mean, I get, yeah, if Musgrave's your only other option, okay, yeah. <laughs> but I, we'll see. I guess that's a better option than what else is out there. A-Chan and Swift for ETN. I have Hurts and A.J. Brown, so I don't want Swift. I think trading Swift, it, it could bite you in the ass there, Freezy, because Hurts can throw him touchdowns. There's no doubt about that. I know it hasn't happened much, if at all, this year. But, again, if you're – especially in the playoffs, like you're, you're looking at week 16, 17, Swift has the best week 16 and 17 and third best overall fantasy playoff schedule. And I love A-Chan. I think you're giving up a little bit too much here. As good as ETN is, you're giving up two – in my rest of the season, big board. Two top 10 guys for the number four guy. If you really have the depth to pull it off, okay, go for it. But between Swift's beautiful schedule – a chance explosiveness. I think you're giving up too much there, in my opinion. Breezy, have Laporta, McBride, and Andrews. Trade Andrews for Javante. I would, I mean, you got some tight ends there, Howard. Damn. Javante's trending the right way, too. I think I would. I, I in a vacuum, certainly prefer Andrews over Javante. But with those tight ends, could, could you pull it off with one of the other ones, Laporta? If you could, I wouldn't move Andrews. We talked about top five rest of season schedule for him. The next four matches are going to be juice bombs. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if, if that's the only one that would get it done, I guess. What do you think I could get with Bijan now that you – I – Apex, I don't know that you're going to get fair value for Bijan ever. The Arthur Smith ghost looms large. I'm actually trying to buy Bijan wherever I can. Second best playoff schedule among running backs. If I'm making the playoffs, if you're in playoff contention right now, I would be holding Bijan. You desperately need wide receivers. Um, so – you know, if you're desperate, again, you never want to trade too, too desperate, though. You can always kind of stream a Brandon Cooks, you know, find these guys on the waiver wire who can keep picking away. I would be targeting a, a quality wire, maybe Devonta Smith, right? Ninth best schedule, no Goddard there, maybe good target share. What about DK Metcalf? I don't love, love that. I'd rather have Bijan the Metcalf, but that rest of the season schedule is juicy. Maybe you can get Lockett and a running back, something like that. I, I would like to move Saquon. I'd rather move Saquon than Bijan right now. Um, rest of the season, I have Bijan higher, given the, the much better schedule, the much better, just uh, as bad as that is to say, much better overall quarterback play. <laughs> when you got Tommy DeVito, there's not much worse. So, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Um, I'd rather move Saquon if you can to Apex. Maybe you can get Saquon, say DK Metcalf or Saquon, because Metcalf's been so underwhelming. Something like that, I think, makes sense. Brett Jones, by low, I don't know. I I, I I love the mindset. Be greedy when others are fearful. You know, Scott Scott Barrett, classic. Uh, was it Warren Buffett who said that? You know, it's a great investing strategy. It, I'm fearful that Baller just sucks. 
I don't know why. I don't know how this happened. He was so damn good last year. But this isn't Pollard. The eyeball test wise, I, top five running back rest of the season. Brett, I would be selling you Pollard all day if that's your belief. Um, if you can't do it against the Giants, I don't know when it's happening. Maybe you're right. Come, come victory lap me soon. I, I could see it. Pollard's been amazing his, in the last few years. It doesn't look like Pollard anymore. Thanks for the info and advice. Absolutely, Yoso Tony. I'd uh, say so you're commenting on everything. You're helping us grow, man. Really appreciate it. Pop it in the smash the like button. Hell yeah. Thank you, man. You're, you're a legend. And anybody else out there, smash that like button for us. All right, we'll back. I do have to get running in about four minutes. So I'll take these last few questions here, and then I got to pop out of here. Freezy, Mixon and Stroud for Hurts. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially with this running back depth, your 10th best schedule for Hurts. I think when you have that type of running back depth, you're still giving up a lot, though. Stroud's so hot, like – I would do this, yes, ultimately, but can you squeeze something else out of there? I would try to. I would. Thoughts on trading Kyron and Godwin for Devonta Smith and McBride? I I like the deal, Cameron Zick, especially if you need the tight end. Um, Godwin, to me, kind of nothing. He's like a throwaway piece at this point, which is crazy to say for Chris Godwin. But I love McBride. I think Devonta Smith and no Goddard in a good rest of season schedule. It's going to be trending the right way. And, yeah, I mean, being overly consolidated on – those guys. Now I might see if you could move a cup instead. Could you, could you do a monster deal for cup instead? Maybe, but, uh, but yeah, with only Ingram at your tight end, I'd try to go get McBride. Yeah. Tough, tough schedule for Ingram down the stretch here. Musgrave, Auten, Meyer or Fryer move lost Goddard. I would go, I mean, I don't love any of them. I guess I'd see what Fryer move has this week, but I would quickly pivot to Meyer. I mean, again, top six rest of the season schedule 10. Goff or Murray more rest of the season. That's a really tough one, Bougie, given that Murray has the ceiling. There's no doubt about that. But Goff is so steady, great floor, top 12 schedule rest of the season, looking like a shootout-style playoff narrative. And dome games, I think, for all three games, too, for Goff. I do lean Goff there. Um, I, I would rather have Goff. But I'll tell you this. I would move whoever gets the deal done for you because I agree with your mindset of like moving one of them. In particular, I'd upgrade at running back. You can probably ride Singletary, JT on by this week. Connor might be okay, but I'm worried about Barkley. I wonder if you can move, like, if there's a quarterback desperate team, you can do, like, a Goff-Barkley deal and, and get a huge upgrade. I'd consider something like that. Would you do Saquon and Devonta Smith for Swift, Marquise Brown, and Noah Brown? Um, I don't know, Apex. Noah, I, I'm very intrigued. But if you If you would actually use – not Marquise and Noah every single week. Like you need that wide receiver depth. Okay. Feels to me like you're acquiring like Noah, who's probably going to be an in and out bench piece. Marquise Brown, lesser than Devonta. I'd rather have Swift than Saquon. There's no doubt about that with the schedule for Saquon and Tommy DeVito, but not to the point where I, I would downgrade Devonta. I mean, it is close though, Apex. I If you do need Noah Brown, if you're going to actually use him, I would say, yeah, I would. QB Hurts, running backs. Jacobs, Brees, Walker, Javante, Ford, uh, could use some help coming up combo receiver and running back for better. So I would say Walker is probably the best name that you could and should sell. Maybe you could pull off like Walker and Garrett Wilson and move for, for like try to make a, a move at Lamb, right? Something like that. I would, I would say Walker and Garrett Wilson, what does that get you? Those are the names that kind of pop to me, Matt Felton. But way too high. So at this point, I'm riding Pollard. Beers on me if you're – hey, there you go. I hope it works out for you boys. Absolutely. Diggs and A.J. Brown for CMC and Evans. 
this is just trading studs to trade studs. I don't think I would do that. No, I'd rather have CMC and Evans, I think. Um, but I, I just, that feels like such a huge shakeup ahead of the fantasy playoffs. Like your team's got chemistry, team's rolling. The locker room's the real deal. Fantasy locker room, you can't mess with. This feels like a huge move there. Um, yeah. Alrighty, guys. Well, best of luck with all your trades. I hope the strength of schedule stuff helped. On the way out, that thumbs up button would be so helpful. New subs, a lot of new names here. Hope you come back for you. all you other guys out there. Please do consider coming back, subscribing, hitting the bell so you know we're live tomorrow ahead of Thursday night football. Can't wait for that. So come on back. We'll back grocerydraw.com. We'll have all these breakdowns and even more depth for strength of schedule. I'll have my rest of season, big board, trade value charts. All that stuff is sitting there waiting for you. So rotostreetjournal.com is where we breed and feed you fantasy wolves. Thanks again for being here. And Wolf and Fanny Sheep, guys, be the wolf. Later. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. 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 Straight ahead. Devlin. Second effort. Third effort. Touchdown. Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks.